And as we have been talking about over the last number of days, this weekend sees the commemoration of the Ballycidi massacre, also an associated commemoration of the Nathagashla massacre, as well as one of the planned commemorations by the Kerry Historical and Archaeological Society. But to get details on the official commemoration at Ballycidi by the National Graves Association, I've got Billy Lean, who's on the Ballycidi Memorial Committee and of the National Graves Association. We also have Dr Tim Horgan, Secretary of the Ballycidi Memorial Committee, with us as well. Good morning to both of you and thanks for joining us this morning. Morning, Jerry. Morning, Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, can, readers. Can you tell us, first of all, uh, about the arrangements? What's happening on Sunday? What people need to be aware of? What time do they need to arrive, Billy, and, and all of those sort of things? Well, the commemoration starts at 3.30. So, I mean, if they're there half an hour before us, um, uh, that's plenty of time, you know. By the time they have cars parked and all that, and, and they may have to walk a bit because there will be a lot of people there. So it's, it's better to come early enough, you know. What sort of numbers are you expecting? We're, well, we're expecting five or six hundred, I, I think, anyway, you know, but I think it, from what I'm hearing, it can exceed that, I think. Okay, maybe, it could exceed that. Yeah. Tim, wh- can I ask you, what do you want people to be aware of heading to this, and how is it all going to work out? What do they expect on the day? Well, we number one, we expect a, a big crowd there. As a similar commemoration at Hedford, there was about 350 people, and this is actually a national commemoration in that people will come really from all over the country because I see the together, I suppose, with Bill Nablaw and the four courts are the three events really that define our dreadful civil war. So this is an independent commemoration. So we get a large crowd there. Um, there'll be no political banners, no political speeches. Um, it's for the people of Kerry, indeed for the people of Ireland, to remember what happened in our history and this is a centenary commemoration there are none of the people alive that were there that day so we remember with pride and not with anger or with sorrow important point to to say in relation to it the road is closed so that won't be an issue but people will be able i I would imagine be able to consider and and talk think about how they will get there in terms of parking and walking to it because it is it isn't it's a wide enough road but you know there isn't that much access for parking there i'd imagine well, there will be parking, I suppose, in the, along the side of the road. Okay, I think we're, we've yeah. lost Tim. We'll try and get Tim up, back up on a, on a better line. Billy, if you could address that yeah, point. Yeah, I can, yeah. Uh, the, the road is not closed for the people coming to the commemoration once they can come into it because they can park at one side of the road. And one thing I say to everybody, do not park in front of an entrance into any house, you know. They can park along the side of the road from both sides of the monument. They can go up the bog road and they can park up there. They can park in the garden centre. They can park down the Belly CD road. They can park inside in Belly CD Castle with permission. We've all got permission from all those people. They can park by the side of, of Belly Gary and the road over to Belly CD Wood, which is print it's adequate for for a load of cars. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's important as well. It looks like the weather will cooperate as well. I think Billy yeah, on will, the yeah. day, which which is a good thing. Yes, How long is expected to go on for? Yeah, the normal commemoration, I suppose, will be about an hour and a half, you know, maybe less, probably less. Okay, yeah. okay, and that, that that's the crucial thing as well, in terms of people having an idea of what of what time and yeah. how long they will be there in yeah. relation to that. And uh, Billy, how important is it that this is being done from your point of view, this, this centenary well, one? Why does it matter so much to your mind? It's critical because, I mean, those people, those people, um, to take prisoners out of a jail... These prisoners who had been um, IRA men trying to free this country, 
and, and, and they all give up whatever jobs they were doing, whatever the work they were doing to fight for their country and then taken in as prisoners and then taken out, tied around the mine tied around the mine and blown to its and uh, I mean, why shouldn't we commemorate that? This is, this, is, this is one of the most horrible acts that would have been done in any country no matter where you go, the banana republics wouldn't do it and then by their own people by their so called own people you know, a bunch, a bunch of people that were sent down from Dublin and all this and every other part of the country, and and, uh, and the headman there, he said, "Oh, I wasn't told." He says, "Not to take off the gloves." He wasn't yeah, told. To bring, he, wasn't, he, wasn't bring, he wasn't told to bring his kid gloves, and I didn't yes, bring them. Yes, and he, he wasn't told either not to take off his trousers when he raped and himself and his friend I'd when they raped a woman in Kilmere. Yeah, and the Kilmere incident. Yes. Yeah, I understand that that issue as well and yes. we will talk about that uh, in more detail around the time of it, um, yeah. Billy. But on the contention you're talking about there, not to get too much into the history of it, yeah. what's your view on the view that's been you know, put forward by many that we need to remember all of what happened, not just to concentrate on one particular atrocity, that there were things done on the other side, most particularly, I suppose, what happened, which led directly to what happened in Ballycidi, and that was the, the, the booby trap mine at Nachmagashal. Well, Jerry, you see, normally monuments, normally monuments are erected to commemorate people that have been killed with, in, in a fight for a just cause, and, or else a great person uh, who, have, who have benefited his society very much. Now, I've never had any country putting up monuments. Just like you could ask me, like, uh, uh, what about a monument? Could you put up a monument to the perpetrators of Bellicidia? It's the same thing. I mean, I have two far out relatives killed in Bellicidia. I have two, I have another relative in, in the Republican plateau side in Gale, aside Belly Bunnan. Yeah. I have another one, No Brain, and John Lean. And, and, like, what would you tell those people, or the people that, that killed them? Okay, Tim, can I ask you, uh, yeah. speaking last night, and, and in relation to how we, rem we, re we remember this, speaking last night in prime time, the Taoiseach was asked a direct question, we played the clip, about an apology. There's an apology due for what happened from the state. He said, look, an apology is a very particular thing. He said he will be speaking more on the issue. He said there was atrocities on all sides. It's important that that's remembered. And he said that he will be speaking more in the context of the decade of centenaries. What's your response to his comments last night? Yes, I suppose it depends on what is defined as an atrocity, really. There certainly was a moral difference between those who um, died at Ballyfeedy and those that killed them. Um, there was, the prisoners were being shot really from August 1922 when the Free State Army arrived. Apologies are given out very easily this, these days in the country. And perhaps the real apology should be the apology to those men who died fighting for the Irish Republic. And when we see the way that that Republic has turned out and how partition and how Michael Collins' stepping stones have been ignored, <clears throat> maybe the apology should be those people who died during, or should be given to those people who died during the Civil War, because on both sides they thought they were doing what was right for Ireland. But as it turned out, really nothing changed. Partition is still there. Yeah, um, but there, there is the argument then, and you can make this argument, this is my point about the 100 years on, how we talk about it and remember it. You can make that argument, you make an argument that one of the reasons why there was no stepping stone 
is because the country was crippled by the fact that we had a civil war. It set us back decades, economically and otherwise. People like Michael Collins died before he had a chance to go forward with his plan. And we don't know. You're second-guessing as to say, well, this would have happened if that wouldn't have happened. But is it a bit simplistic to say that, look what happened, partition never happened, that shows that one side was right or more correct than the other, when because of the death toll and the economic disaster, that affected the outcome of what might have happened with the North had the civil war not taken place? Well, I suppose the civil war was something that was um, instigated really by our former colonial masters, just as they did in every other country, in India, in Palestine, you know, you name it, there's been a civil war when the British left. And the beneficiaries of that civil war were in fact um, Britain because really it's copper fastened their role in Ireland from then onwards. Yeah. So as to... So you, you don't, um, you, and again, you don't take any cognizance of the argument that it was Eamon de Valera and Liam Lynch and Cahill Brewer by walking out of the doll by not giving a chance for the peace to succeed, that they were the major contributors to it. That it was all the British pulling the strings. The British were pulling the strings and um, I think that's kind of historically, in fact, Mark Collins was called over to England a few days before the Civil War on um, having told um, nobody that he was going. So really, it really is register was not updated so anybody under the age of 25 any man under the age of 25 which was the majority of the Republican fighters and any woman under the age of 30 didn't really vote so it, it, it's hard to know but we're using judgments of today yes, on events on 100 that years ago, years ago. Yeah. so um, I suppose our our aim on Sunday really is to remember those that, that actually died and now the Kerry Archaeological Society of which I'm a member Sorry, we're having some difficulty yeah, with Tim's line. Tim, Tim, are you back on the line? I'm here, yes. Yeah. Yes, sorry. You were just saying there the Kerry Archaeological and Historical Site of which you were a member of. Yeah, we're remembering um, the events at Knock and Goshel as well, you know. So in my years of research and this, and that's kind of over 15 years, I've never come across a bitter word from any side in the Civil War. Um, you know, when I'm doing my research, people will tell you stories from both sides and... They do so with pride um, because we're, we, we should be pride, proud of our ancestors and that and bringing the visions of the past into the present mm. serves no useful yeah. purpose. Really. And, on, that mind, on that note, uh, Billy, when you look at what's happening in the North today and, and we're edging closer, we hope, to getting Stormont back up and running and we've had relative, notwithstanding recent events, a relative period of amazing peace out of what was an intractable conflict in which thousands died. We have to be, you know, take note of that as well, following on 100 years on from where we are. Yes, uh, you're right, yeah. But like, uh, I mean, going back to the to the Civil War, I think it has to be known the British were pulling the strings and they were forced in the government, uh, the free state government, to, to act and to come along and they were doing it and it's well known fact. Yeah. And many, yeah, many... And again, look, again, Billy, I know you're saying that but there's, there's historical argument on the other side as well and that's what we've been talking about over the last couple of months here that there, there, the element of the civil war went on too long 
and it got too bitter. And one of the reasons was, was because obviously of the activities of the National Army here, but also the intractability of the other side and some of their actions. That it wasn't all one way. This wasn't all just the British pulling the strings, making the National Army do what they did in Kerry and vice versa. It was events leading to other events, Billy. Yeah, but like, like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the people that, that uh, uh, rejected the treaty really were, were, they were fighting for a united Ireland. That's what they were fighting for. You know, mm. and it didn't come yet. It's Tim, Tim you, you, you wanted to make a point, Tim? Yeah, I suppose at the end of the day, the British were neutral observers in the Civil War. They supplied all the weapons to the British armies. They supplied their uniforms. They supplied their money. They supplied their armoured cars, ships, even planes. So they were neutral observers. And sure. once again, they divided a people that had been united um, are, are you discounting in that argument though Tim the will of the people who were on the free state side to say look this is our best chance at getting a peace at getting control yeah, over our destiny and after the civil war that's what happened Britain eventually well, did get out of Ireland uh, albeit, well, not, albeit not the north but, the, fr- but yeah. the free state was secured and we were in charge of our own fate like at one stage during yeah. the civil war you could make the argument that things were so bad that Ireland was going to be a failed state and that we weren't, the British would come back in anyway because things had got so bad economically and otherwise. If the civil war had dragged on for decades, that could very well have happened. Well, Charlie, well, I, I suppose think... The, I have a letter at home from um, um, uh, Mrs. Clark, Tom Clark's widow, to my grandmother, who was a senior Republican trigger. It was written in 1968 and she, she, the letter states that the differences in the civil war were often honest differences between honest men, both of whom had a valid point of view. Once the civil war was over, it should have been left there and people's energies then directed to other things such as the economy and such as partition. Maybe that's probably the best way of commemorating the civil war, that it did happen. Men were killed on both sides. Many of these men had very good intentions and some of them a lot of those on the free states some of the free state officers in Kerry were certainly men that were guilty of war crimes and which have brought embarrassment to Michael Collins and mm. to those other free states um, well-intentioned ministers in government but you know that's history that's just the way sure. it is let me, and, let me um, ask this final question to both of you I'll start with you Billy on this does it matter in much to you or, or, or do you think it matters to a lot of people the, the doll record that's been talked about this week the calls that were made at the, the Kerry Civil War Conference last weekend other calls in the doll made this week by TDs and, and including Sinn Féin but also um, McBarry that the record that was read in of what happened needs to be amended at the very least it does matter it does matter and it should be rectified it's a blatant lie and, and plus the, the, the so called inquiry the, the, the whole mother in the first place uh, was cloaked over plus the inquiry was cloaked over and, and the whole thing is uh, sure, this is this is the work of a banana republic you know. Yeah, at the time you feel yes, that's the case is. that needs to be amended. Tim, same work. question to you Yes, I, I would say it should be it should be rectified um, because it will form the history of which future generations will look to. Now, I don't think there's any historical argument that the record is wrong, and any wrong should be righted. So maybe for too long in this country, whether it's economically or the banks or anything else, when wrongs aren't righted, um, it leads to festering bitterness.
he serves nobody's purpose yeah certainly not okay yeah. gentlemen we're going to leave it there my thanks to both of you for talking to us about that uh, arrive early 3.30 on the day that's when the National Graves Association Valley City Memorial Committee commemoration the non-political gathering at 3.30 at the monument the road will be closed but obviously open to traffic coming in to park up for it as uh, Billy was saying there if you have a view on what they had to say on where the debate stands now the discussion we just had there on either sides of this get in touch overall over the weekend we have of course um, the Kerry Archaeological and Historical Society they're having the non-political gathering two events one at Nachtagoshal and Bally City 2pm tomorrow Saturday the 4th of March the Nachtagoshal commemoration to commemorate the killing of the Free State soldiers around 3pm at Bally City commemorate the killing of the Republican prisoners uh, and that's around, that's when that will be taking place. Now Fianna Fáil will be having an event or their event. Michal Martin the Tarnishta along with Education Minister Norma Foley will attend a function for party members at the Ballygarry Estate Hotel and Spa and that uh, they, it, it, it looks like they will be laying a wreath but that won't be an open public event because the road is not closed so they have to have safety in terms of how there'll be a few people at that I would imagine but not a major event that everyone's invited but the main event for them will be Ballygarry Estate Hotel and Spa um, and that is a Fianna Fáil event uh, which is taking place with Tarnished and Michal Martin and Education Minister Norma Foley